Today's episode is brought to you by Alexandra Park BJJ. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a full contact martial art and combat sport that was developed in Brazil in the 20th century. With roots in Judo and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, has been developed and refined into a unique grappling art with the aim to allow a smaller and weaker individual to beat a bigger and stronger opponent with the application of proper technique. Based in Muswell Hill, North London, Alexandra Park BJJ's classes are designed so that you can develop your fitness levels, balance, coordination and flexibility in a no-pressure environment and to provide the opportunity to start a new sport at a reasonable price. At Alexandra Park BJJ, we aim to be inclusive so that everyone can benefit from this incredible art, not just the athletic or ultra-competitive. To book your free class, head over to alexandraparkbjj.co.uk or email inquiries at alexandraparkbjj.co.uk. Welcome to Audiobookish, an audiobook review and discussion podcast looking at audiobooks both big and small, as well as radio plays, narrative podcasts, anything audiobook-ish. This podcast may contain spoilers, rants, curse words, mispronunciations of names and places, and more. Hello everyone, you're listening to Audiobookish. My name is Fahed Rahman and I am joined by Poppy Knight. Hello. And today we are going to be discussing The Housemaid by Frida McFadden as narrated by Lauren Ullman. Do you want to read out the blurb for this one, Poppy? Yes. So, welcome to the family, Nina Winchester says as I shake her elegant manicured hand. I smile politely, gazing around the marble hallway. Working here is my last chance to start fresh. I can pretend to be whoever I like, but I'll soon learn that the Winchester's secrets are far more dangerous than my own. Every day I clean the Winchester's beautiful house top to bottom, I collect their daughter from school, and I cook a delicious meal for the whole family before heading up to eat alone in my tiny room on the top floor. I try to ignore how Nina makes a mess just to watch me clean it up, how she tells strange lies about her own daughter, and how her husband, Andrew, seems more broken every day. But as I look into Andrew's handsome brown eyes, so full of pain, it's hard not to imagine what it would be like to live Nina's life. The walk-in closet, the fancy car, the perfect husband. I only try on one of Nina's pristine white dresses once, just to see what it's like. But she soon finds out, and by the time I realise my attic bedroom door only locks from the outside, it's far too late. But I reassure myself, the Winchesters don't know who I really am, they don't know what I'm capable of. Great. So um, thanks to Jess from Booker Chul for sending mm-hmm. us the review copies for this one. So again, this is uh, much like the other Booker Chul book we reviewed. This is very much a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very difficult to discuss it without giving away <laughs> massive spoilers. So I think, yes. yes, I think probably the best place to start is with the narration Um, which I felt was excellent. I think Lauren mm -hmm. did an absolutely uh, bang up job. Um, And then like some of the kind of the notes that I've got written down is kind of like New York. Uh, (laughs) Basically that kind of like, she does a really good job with giving Millie a very kind of almost stereotypical New York kind of working class um, accent. Did you want to talk a little bit about that and Mm. how you felt that kind of like encaptured a lot of, of like, 
personality within the yeah. character. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. Yeah. And so, yeah, this blurb with it being in first person doesn't really say that. But yes, Millie is the housemaid. And I completely agree with you. Lauren Ullman does a fantastic job of giving her a voice that just really embodies that character brings that character to life superbly and I think definitely was a big thing of my enjoyment of this book because I had such a clear you know sense of Millie. Millie felt very real after hearing her voice and it's not an accent I know well enough in any way to attempt to do it in my own head you know what I mean it would very much to me Millie would just you know sound like my inner voice and so hearing Millie sound like Millie absolutely wonderful and then similarly Nina Winchester's voice, completely different, you know, kind of one of those amazing instances with just one narrator where it feels like it must be multiple people, you know, because it was really distinct that I thought was fantastic. All the characters, obviously, but those are kind of the two main ones where there's that big distinction. Um, But yeah, supporting characters as well in there. Well, Andrew, a large character, um, and Enzo as well, a a significant character, um, the daughter as well. All really distinct voices, just an absolutely amazing, amazing narration. Um, I've actually got some books at the moment that Lauren's narrating for us at work. So yeah, excited to listen to those with how good... um, this one was it was just absolutely phenomenal I, I think kind of yeah masterclass in how you do a single narrator to just bring all the characters to life yeah i would agree with that i mean just to kind of and I, we don't typically do this in terms of well i don't typically do this in terms of doing comparisons to other actors but her performance as millie very much sort of reminded me of like Tomei's performance in my cousin Vinny. i don't know if uh, oh, okay you know, no yeah, yeah so I've, kind I've, of like yeah. that very very that very much kind of like Maybe not as um, bolshy as hmm. Marissa Tomei is in, in that movie, but very much kind of like that sort of like tough New York type girl that Marissa plays in that. And then um, Nina sort of reminded me of that. You, you know, you, when you watch old movies with maybe someone like Catherine Hepburn and they've got, got that very kind of cut glass, weird mm. mid-Atlantic kind of accent. So to kind of like be able to capture both those two characters in like really distinctive voices i think is like mm. it's it takes a lot of skill mm. it oh, really sure. does it's, yeah really and it really um i really enjoyed like her performance in the book because of that and it also yeah. um a, a lot of millie's personality does come across in the text but i just think her performance just added like a third dimension that yeah. kind of wrapped around mm-hmm. um wrapped around everything and you know as you mentioned um yeah, again, that's not necessarily the voice that I would have given Millie um, mm. in my head as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely recommend, you know, if you're keen on this book, then the audio, I think, will be the way to go for sure. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah so let, let's talk a little bit about Millie's character. I'm not too sure if it's spoilery, spoilery, but <laughs> I think it's kind of mentioned quite early on the book, kind of why she's in the position that she's yeah, in. Yeah, it is, so yeah. Millie is a parolee. She's been recently released from prison or, or jail. There is a distinction, I can't remember, <sighs> which is which is which at the moment. And she's down on her luck. She's living in her car and she's just desperate for a job. So when this, you know, opportunity to be a, a maid in, in this uh, housemaid in this family comes up, she's extremely grateful and I, I think that mm-hmm. kind of explains some of the red flags that she overlooks during the course of the book mm-hmm. and some of the bad decisions that she made and that's always a tricky thing with when you're writing thrillers or you know suspense is kind of like well why are these characters making 
um, the decisions mm-hmm. that they're making. And I think a lot of that can be explained away by Millie's past. How, how, did, how did you feel about that kind of that, that element? Yeah, I things. thought it was really good that set up that idea of her being trapped in this circumstance, you know, putting up with more shit from Nina than anyone else would um, kind of thing. And the vulnerable position that puts her in, I think, um, serves both really well the plot and then also, you know, I think it does a good job of highlighting how rubbish that is, you know, how being on parole puts people in such difficult circumstances and you know how the systems really aren't there for rehabilitating people after they've been uh, imprisoned and stuff like that so no i thought it did as you say a good job of that making a way to put her in those stressful tense thriller situations um with logical reason behind it i think the book as a whole does it really well of kind of fending off those listener questions of but why didn't they just do that and why didn't they just do that you know it kind of covers its bases um quite well and explains why people are in the situations that they're in which is really good um as well as that kind of yeah real world commentary sort of sort of idea yeah yeah and yeah and again kind of it's really difficult to discuss without going into spoiler. What, what's kind of like the next point that's maybe on your on your list of things yeah for sure i'll have up. a look yeah. and yeah. then also yeah with talking about spoilers i think It'll be good if we can try and avoid, and I'll bleep this, the word and especially yeah, because I think like the connotations of those might give the twist away. Um, And I think the twist was really good. I kind of, I guessed something that was like half of it, but by no means did I guess the actual one. Um, So yeah, I thought different things in that. In fact, if I'm beeping anyway, I thought that maybe... um, Okay. I like yeah. I felt like but I didn't know why. Yeah. Um so yes, if you would like the uncensored version of this, um <laughs> sign up to our Patreon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, things on my list. Yeah, I think we should go in with the the shit with Nina because this is not a spoiler, happens quite early on. Nina gaslights her ridiculously you know, asks her to do something and says she never asked her to do something, tells her she did ask her to do something, gives her the wrong information and um, bullies her for it and treats her mean, then treats her really nice. And yeah, that's just a, a, a huge level of gaslighting there, which like as my listener experience, I found, oh, I found it really frustrating because it's just such a horrible, ugh, thing that hearing it happen to someone was was really horrible but in that way that it was really effective because it was making me feel like that you know I was really conflicted because I was like I'm not enjoying this but the book's doing the thing it should do of making <laughs> yeah. me uncomfortable yeah. Uh, yeah yeah what did you think about kind of that whole I I, I felt the you know, kind of especially you know, you kind of mentioned gaslighting things I felt those sections were especially effective because there were certain sections where Nina tries to gaslight Millie and she's not having any any of it. But then there are mm. other sections where she's kind of like, well, maybe actually I did mm. forget to do that thing or I didn't do the thing that she asked me to do. And, you know, I've been, you know, because she, like, she asks her to do so much and maybe it just slipped my mind yeah. and stuff like that. So it's kind of, that's, I felt that was kind of especially effective. There's one particular section with peanut butter, which becomes very relevant mm. later on in, in the story mm-hmm. that I thought was a really good yeah, uh, use of that as well, and we haven't kind of mentioned uh, Nina's daughter. Uh, Cecilia is is another character in the book that 
doesn't come across particularly well in the early sections. He comes up as very much a very spoiled, rich brat. And that kind of adds another level of stress to, to Millie's life because she mm. has to kind of like make sure she stays on, on the right side of this child that's just treating her absolutely appallingly. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I did have on my notes, I've got, I've got written down half joking is how tired I am of the female gaze in these thriller novels <laughs> that, that, we're, that we're reading. So there are a few sections where, where Millie talks about her attraction to Andrew and Enzo and talks about their chests and their rippling muscles and you know we, you know men men are more than just flesh we have personalities <laughs> <laughs> too so i was just wondering how how you felt um those you know the, the millie's attraction the spicier to both, sections yeah, the, yes the i mean it doesn't girl, really yeah. get really spicy no, at any section yeah. but it's just very mild spice how, how you felt that um added to the story especially in terms of some of the decisions that millie and nina have to make around their the relationships with andrew and and enzo Mm, yeah, so I think there might be some objections to you claiming you're tired of the female gaze, <laughs> um, given the history of literature yeah. um, and the predominance of the male gaze. Uh, but I, I did find it funny anyway. Um, yeah, so I personally like. I think we said I said a similar thing about the um, Josh and Gemma one. Like, it didn't like do it for me. You know, I imagine there'll be people listening who kind of agree with that and like, oh, swoon. But it, those kind of, yeah, descriptions of male bodies don't really do it for me. I kind of brushed over those, but I did kind of think that the sexual tension parts of it were cringe, um, but not in a in a bad way, as in I think it was probably, again, good that it made me uncomfortable sort of idea. Yeah. So yeah, that was sort of what I thought about those. I think they do good to enhance the plot. Um, it is from her perspective, and therefore seeing her, you know, the gaze, the way she's looking at them, I think is important to the story as well. Uh, so yeah, I certainly wouldn't criticise it being in there, but maybe neither of us are perfectly the target audience for those specific sections. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably agree. With, but the, the, the one thing I did find good about those sections, it does kind of, it rounds out Millie's like wants and needs mm. because both Millie and Nina have got specific wants and needs and obviously one of you know Millie's immediate wants are kind of like to have a roof overhead a steady job yeah. stay out of prison but once those needs are met that other things do start coming in into mm-hmm. play and having you know the need for like companionship I think is yeah I, don't, I think that plays both into both Nina and Millie's stories as that need for companionship kind of mm. maybe makes them make Odd, strange, bad, <laughs> dangerous decisions. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But when I was reading around different reviews of the book, just in, in preparation, mm. one of the themes that did come across was around depictions around mental health. Yeah, how did you feel that was handled? Yeah, in interesting, and it was on my list as well. So. I'm not sure, I don't have a definitive answer, and I definitely was making notes to myself while I was going through it that were like, hmm, not sure about that. I think by the time I got to the end of it, I felt that it had sort of been handled okay. I think, you know, it is um, first person, and I think it kind of just shows how somebody would react to you know, the suggestion that someone has um, these conditions or has done something because of mental health reasons. And it also does do some kind of like checking itself, 
you know yeah. um there is a little bit of that in there of a kind of like some people would say this but then especially i think one bit that was important you know when millie kind of points out that there were people in prison with her that had certain mental health conditions and how she had more empathy because of that so yeah but then kind of the reactions to some stuff about like postpartum depression or um the use of medication and kind of the idea that well if someone's on that medication then they might be likely to do this kind of stuff that was yeah as i could say i'm not sure i came to a strict conclusion i don't think i know enough about the topic that i could but yeah it I was I was teetering. I felt at some points like mm, maybe this needed a bit more sensitivity read, and then at other points slash at the end, kind of like mm, maybe overall it was it was all right. What did you think, and what was yeah, the kind I, of the review consensus? Um, so I didn't kind of want to read too deeply into any of the reviews in yeah. case that kind of coloured. I just noticed mm. that you know just skimming through the re- reviews that it did come across fairly fairly often. Um, I think it's a really tricky balancing out because I think. One of the, and again, this might be slightly spoilery in terms of, of the plot, is that one of the things that happens is the book is like taking advantage of, you know, certain characters trying to take advantage of the stigma around mental health yeah. to kind of le- leverage the actions mm. of other characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really, I felt I that that part of it was kind of quite intriguing because I don't think it's necessarily criticizing people with mental health for behaving in a certain way i think it's more yeah more of a criticism of the way that once people find out that you have a mental health conditions or suspect that you have mental health conditions how they change their behavior towards you and change the way that you they view you so i think that yeah. was maybe more in my head but again like you i'm not i don't know loads about um postpartum depression the mental i know the mental health that the health system in the United States isn't great, but I don't know enough yeah. about that either to kind of make a comment um, yeah. on that either way. No, I think what I perfectly agree with you, though, is because I think as you get further through the book and further plot points, it's more that, it's more about, uh, yeah, that manipulation of how people will tend to view these things that's actually quite a clever part of the plot that isn't, and I think this is the important thing, that isn't villainizing people with mental health conditions. And I think that, is important that I was worried during it that that is what it would do. Yeah. Um, and when you get to the end, that isn't what it has done. Obviously, yeah. we won't say how. Yeah. And it's quite clever how, I think. But I didn't leave it thinking, oh, you've followed a classic trope of a straight kind of, this person's, you know, got schizophrenia and they're going to uh, do a load of horrible things because yeah. of yeah. their mental health condition. That isn't... It, I worried for a second that that was where it was going to go and that isn't where it goes. So yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Okay. Um, and then kind of the, the last note that I've got on here is, oh, this might be a big, really big spoiler. I don't know if we can raise this or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the book is told from multiple points of perspective. Would you mm-hmm. liked more perspectives from the book from certain characters or do you think that you know having the perspective we had was like mm. a good enough way of telling the story 
Yeah, no, I think actually I thought it was fab. I thought it was really well balanced. You kind of have a perspective shift right at the twist, which I thought was good. And then there were a few specific chapters where I thought the timing of the perspective shift was perfect. So yeah, no, I think definitely that that worked really well. And certainly, you know, if you want to directly compare to my criticisms of that same technique in uh, the Doctor's Wife. I oh, thought it did much this better one in here. Was so much yeah, better. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure, for sure. And I liked as well how, uh, partly with that perspective shift and the twist timing and stuff, we also spend a long time through natural curiosity, as much as you can want to not, wondering why Millie was in prison. Um, And that kind of being revealed when it is at the twist, I thought was really good. It it keeps you kind of, it teases you for a while and then it does give you satisfaction in it and, you know, really uh, makes you see the plot in a different way and moves the plot along. um, And by doing it with the perspective shift, I thought was really, really good. Yeah. Did you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I felt the characters that did did give perspectives to, or point of view chapters to, were the right... um, characters and i don't really think i needed no to hear the inner workings of, yeah, yeah. Of any anyone else's kind of like inner workings and kind of the, the other thing that i really liked about the the way that, that the story is told one of the criticisms i think both of us had with the doctor's wife was that kind of like sometimes the characters would kind of be telling well kind of saying instead of showing and mm-hmm. in the point of view chapters of, of this book their characters were shown by the decisions that yeah. they were making and is more you know the point of view is more like a commentary on why they were doing certain things rather than like a uh, a monologue yeah there. so i think oh, that totally. was kind of yeah yeah so um i think that's that, those are all the points that i wanted to kind mm-hmm. of pick up was there anything that um that you yeah, anything yeah. Else you wanted to talk about there was so yeah, yeah. kind of part of what um i said before about like the uh satisfyingness of that reveal without giving away spoilers I did think that the ending was really satisfying. Yes. Um, and in kind of all sorts of ways. So kind of like, I think within the story, even though one part of it is a bit coincidental. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you could maybe criticize that. Um, I did think that within the world of the story, it was quite satisfying. But then also externally, as me reading a book, it left me quite satisfied um, as well. So yeah, I, I liked that. And I am tricky to please with endings. So that is a, a very good thing. Uh, but there is also a uh, lead on for the next book which was very satisfyingly tantalizing um yeah. and i think yeah it makes me want to listen to that one i don't know if maybe i'm gonna have to space out a bit um and so i can listen to it a bit before the third book comes out so yeah but i think i will have to listen to the next one how did you feel about the end and yeah are you intrigued for the next book yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely intrigued for the next book um so th- much like the the doctor's wife this is the first in like a trilogy a mm. book about these characters and i'm just wondering where they because like the, as you said that the ending kind of it, it doesn't leave that much meat for the characters with the, you know the current relationships to go elsewhere so i'm just wondering how yeah it's, it'll be it'll just be kind of like well I suppose it does give like a slight teaser mm. of where the story could could go but yeah it'd be it'd be interesting but part of me because i enjoyed this quite a lot part of me doesn't yeah. want part of me just wants to kind of like keep this in, like, ruin it. <laughs> in, a, in a time capsule and not kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. have like yeah i'm just that, that worry you know the worry that you get about kind of sequels oh is it going to be mm, as good yeah. or is it going to ruin yeah so yeah i'm a bit apprehensive 
mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, I, I might, I might check them. I might check them out as well at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's very fair. And yeah, I also came to the same conclusion: is that I did really enjoy this book, but it was a bit of a roller coaster because there were definitely points of it, especially where there are more gruesome or violent or kind of torturey elements mm-hmm. of it. I did not enjoy listening definitely did not enjoy and kind of wanted to turn it off but then also in the same way was compelled (laughs) so like i wanted to turn it off but then i was listening to part of it on the train and wanted to turn it off but then like i was getting off the train and was uh walking to my partner coming picking me up and like was walking a bit slow because i wanted to finish the chapter before i got in the car and had to turn (laughs) it off um so i think it was again a bit like what i was saying with the gaslighting stuff in that i didn't enjoy the feeling it gave me while i was in it but like afterwards, I really respected that the book made me feel that way. Yeah. Um. And I think you know, if you enjoy thrillers, then you enjoy that feeling, and therefore this book is a really good example of it, and did it really well. Um. And I thought, like, when I was in the moment, I felt like that section was going on for too long. Yeah. But actually, when I came out of it and was like retrospectively, that was the perfect length of time for it to have the impact on the plot, but without dwelling in it for too long and actually was just was just perfect so yeah while i was listening to the book i'm not sure i was enjoying it but now i've come away from it um overall i think i really did enjoy it and certainly think it's a a very good example of a of a thriller it was it was really good i would recommend yeah yeah i i would kind of highly recommend this as well i think it is we 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 talked quite a lot about the performance of the narrator i think it's actually (laughs) pretty well written as i've got it's you know they're they're certain turns of phrases that um and i wish i'd i need to do a better job of kind of writing down sentences that i um that <laughs> i like in audiobooks but yeah there's kind of there are kind of certain sentences that um do jump off like the page especially the way that they're performed so yeah it's um yeah so, so again highly recommended and i think maybe you gave this book maybe the highest praise that you can in terms of like you know it made you slow down on a journey yeah, to, to, yeah. To, to get somewhere and there's, there's not a lot of books that can kind of do that i mean i'm quite disciplined about kind of like you know you know switching off the audio as soon as i uh, get off a train or mm-hmm. head into the office for you to kind of slow down to try and get a chapter in <laughs> before your boyfriend picks up if it's pretty pretty high praise <laughs> yeah. pretty praise really so yeah um so yeah once again thank you to jess and Pikachu mm-hmm. for uh sending us a review copy of the housemaid we i think we both really enjoyed it yeah thanks once again everyone for listening mm-hmm. if you want to get in touch you can get in touch with us by email that's audiobookishpod at gmail.com uh we're on social media audiobookishpod we've got a patreon and a ko-free account and obviously there's the link to our tip jar in the episode description thanks everyone see you later bye bye bye, bye.